the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Milberger's Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Milberger's Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer broadcasting live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Everybody's here on the porch, so it's a great time to call us at 210-308-8867. It's not even raining. It is not raining. And uh, what did we figure? Maybe after one? Oh. I mean, if they, they're going to have to start. Your, your weatherman's different than mine. Yeah, what does your weatherman <laughs> say? Mine's the government. Mine says 5 o'clock in the morning. Okay, mine's weather.gov, so mine's the so I don't know if that's better or worse. But I will tell you that looking out since we're on the porch, we have that bird's eye view. There will have to be a lot more clouds that come in in the next hour <laughs> to make so. us rain. What percentage do they say, Matthew? They said 40%. I didn't want you to spit. So. They're even wrong about that too. Yeah, so we'll see. But uh yeah, but tomorrow it sounds like 50%. Is that what you had to trace? I saw it for in the morning like at 5 o'clock. Okay. <laughs> I uh, guess what I got this week. Did you get your Millburgers? Millburgers newsletter. Yeah. And it's a good one. It's got uh, got one from Calvin. Front page, by the way. All right. With a rose picture on the front. It'd look better if it was the email. Is that uh, a rose with a fragrance or a rose? Yeah, smell it and yeah, see right. if there's a fragrance. Preparing roses. <laughs> the old scratch and sniff books. That'd be great. We could have Belinda's dream scratch and sniff uh, <laughs> newsletters. Preparing roses for fall. And there's still some Belinda's dream out there that some people can have a beautiful fragrance from. Well, you know Jerry can't smell that fragrance. Oh, the heck he's, that he's never. Mm-hmm. He's never, uh, well, I'll never came admit out on four. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he could smell it 20 years ago. <laughs> there you go. It is my contention. Yes. That uh, the older you get, the less olfactory nerves you have, uh, glands you have. So are you saying our older listeners don't smell so good? Absolutely. Oh man, uh, you're gonna get you're gonna get emails. <laughs> so we need for all of our people that's over seventy. All right. Call, that can smell Belinda's dream rose. Right. Uh, to call in today. 210 308 You're going to give that number later, I think. I think so, too. 210 308 So, uh, gosh, I hope it doesn't overwhelm our, our lines. <laughs> I know. Some of, you, some of you older people say, well, I would like to have a, a fragrant Belinda's dream. Well, he eliminated over 50% of the people <laughs> listening just by putting a... Yeah. 
and, a stipulation uh, like yeah. that on there. And uh, the real way they can get them, uh, they're not that. They're not kind of hard to get. There, there's no, there's no other ones. Oh, is that right? See, I bought them all. So, uh, Trace. All right, yeah, we've got uh, him. Following his uh, training, bought all of Belinda's Dream Road. I don't know where he gets that habit. No. Well, we, you know, <laughs> despite the the claims for the fragrance, the the main selling point on uh, Belinda's. Well, there's several. It's a, it's one of those tough modern roses that yeah. can grow and prosper in our country in our uh soil and in our weather and uh gosh, some through. years some years we get eight nine months of blooms out of those things and then the bloom is uh, uh pretty much uh of quality of the flora florist quality yeah. so it's amazing they, it was so pretty uh the rosarians when it first came out wouldn't have it in their show yeah i remember that because it wasn't a tight modern rose. Now, when it blooms, <laughs> it'll—I mean, when it first has buds and uh, blooms open to bloom, it looks like a modern rose. But uh, as it opens through the period of time, the, the bloom becomes uh, kind of flattened or open wide. But uh, don't they use that for? Potpourri. Potpourri. Uh, what they mind if it has a fragrance there? What is potpourri used for? It's used for a variety of different things, but it's basically used to create fragrance in, in your home. Well, I don't know. Uh huh. He uh, said it. Well, but I don't know. I don't know if people well, use. Why Belinda's, would people use? If you've used Belinda's dream for potpourri, <laughs> call us at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Well, now you've dropped it down to one percent. Yeah, that, that, no, just why that one. Be? That one one woman's going to call us and go, "Yay, I do. I've been calling why it now." Why would people use it for potpourri? Well, if well, it didn't well, have it, Frank. Who, who do you know that uses you think it as potpourri? Do. Yeah, yeah, you're just making that up. You're twisting the argument around and saying, well, it must be. Okay. I know they do use rose petals for potpourri. You're right. And well, what is Belinda's dream? Well, no, that doesn't it's a rose. work. It's rose. But they have fragrance, Milton. They, they use only roses that have fragrance in potpourri. And That's ha- why it isn't in potpourri. That's it. it oh, is. there we go, Calvin. Absolutely Thank you. It is. Well, unless, Big time. Unless, I always I'm sorry, understood. Milton. He was going after the wrong... Uh, yeah, you had, you didn't uh, you weren't you were wishy washy. You didn't go one way or the other. Uh, Calvin's the only one saying it has no fragrance. Has been, oh, okay, has been used. I'm still waiting to hear from our audience on the fragrance yes. issue. Probably a hundred years, at least the the parent parent of uh, Belinda Dream, because Belinda Dream hadn't been around but about thirty five about thirty years. And it, it's almost Milton proof. I grew it for ten years, and then we had a real rainy season, and it went kaput. That was. I don't know it why. It went kaput. Yeah, it, it just lost its leaves. No, it just went. It just started dying back and back and back and back. I think you thought maybe it got a got it too flew, wet. It flew south for the winter. Yeah, I think it, it'll, if, if it's in a wet area. Yeah, but it will lose sometime in a heavy uh, pressured uh, uh, black spot. I think there's some people that say Katie Road has a little fragrance too. I can't. Oh, yeah. well, I can't detect who it. Are we going to believe you, Calvin? No, I'm not sure. saying it. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm, do they use it for potpourri? 
I don't I bet know they that. Do. I don't if it know. has a fragrance, they must. Yeah. So, and if they if they use it for potpourri, it must have a now, fragrance. Now, do they use yeah. potpourri for for, <laughs> for, right. for yeah, appearance too? Oh, I don't. I yeah. don't know. I don't. What what is the, what is the definition? I mean, how do they they package it in little containers? Or? I thought you kind of fill the bowl with little things that are fragrant, like cloves and stuff like that. And okay. You create. So you could have a if you had an attractive petal, rose petals in there, but it, yeah, you could have it in there with some of things that actually do have fragrance, <laughs> potent fragrance, <laughs> and that would accomplish that that task. Yeah. You could right. you could take some of the. Uh, the flocks that that I like and oh, put that in there. Uh, Man, does that yeah, have fragrance? Yeah, that flocks is nice. That that does have a fragrance. That has a fragrance you can't miss. No, sir. No, he's had trouble. I realized as soon as I said it. Do you remember when we had, when we first had it out here? We were <laughs> yeah describing it and and we taught we went out there and smelled it. And said, oh. Smells just like lilacs. Yeah. The next thing we knew, there are people coming in and just <laughs> and gobbling it, was gone. it up. It yeah. was gone by the. But how, the how did we decide that, Calvin? We those of us that those of us that could those of us that could accurate and. Uh, was that spelled? Was yeah. that ten years is, ago? Is, Trace, is this an agree to disagree uh, moment? I'm, I'm sorry, Milton. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it it still has the fragrance. Maybe. Oh, uh, it still has. It's, still my, smell it's it? blooming all over my. So yard. when you come to the nursery, give it a big whiff. Uh, <laughs> and but it's got a lot of other redeeming qualities, even if you can't smell it. <laughs> now, even now, if which, you don't what, smell it. What are we it? talking now? Saying, we're man? talking. Oh, about. Belinda's dream. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think we're trying to move on from that. <laughs> oh, we we were Jerry and I were talking about the flock. Fox, yeah. okay. and, uh, which does have a fragrance. Trace, right what now. would you like to talk? Boy, does it have a fragrance. I mean, Belinda's, Belinda's dream uh, uh, is out there as you walk in to the to the right, by, over by the horsey. Let's talk about something that doesn't have a fragrance. Let's, let's go tomatoes. Tomatoes don't. That's have a good, oh, that's a good conversation. <laughs> okay, do they make potpourri out of tomatoes? No, <laughs> they, clearly they don't have a fragrance. Uh, yes, sir. What about tomatoes? We have some. We, we have some. Yeah, pretty, right. pretty decent selection. And, Is the Phoenix uh, gone? No, it's still there this morning. That's a good one. Which okay. one? Phoenix. Oh yeah, it's right on the end. It's it's, and, a, uh, it's a bit of red it's, red deuce is there. We didn't mention that. Oh, yes. red deuce. All right, that, that was a popular one. Tycoon, dwarf cherry surprise. There's bobcat oh, there. Roma. Yeah. Ja- uh, I think there was sweet one hundred. Steve mentioned bobcat, and it's there still. Um, but anyway, yeah. I had two people come and ask me this morning about where the tomatoes were. <laughs> so normally, is it for convenience that it's over there, or is it because it kind of gives them a little protection over there? Because normally it's, they're to your left it's for the protection. Okay, part of it. okay, that makes sense. Well, you know that uh, this time of the year, that's one of the reasons why we talk about don't put them, don't necessarily put them in the garden right now. Yeah. But I put mine in, and what what we are faced with is that we get the foliage gets kind of strung out, and that uh, our tomatoes that we recommend uh, survive and uh, recover quickly when it cools down a little bit. But they, this is not their favorite weather for development. Yeah. So uh, I think you had even said you knew people that kind of took something as simple as taking a couple lawn chairs and putting a board across the thing, and then. So it got more shade. Yeah, you don't want to sit in a lawn chair. After you <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> okay, you need to. You need, are these instructions very specifically right. written down on PlantAnswers.com? Uh, do we? Do you still have a, a shade cloth over here? Uh, I think I'm out. 
Okay, you used to sell it, right? Yeah, but there's so many shortages going on. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we have some uh, uh, that. Not the frost cloth, but the the yeah. thin one. Yeah. Would that work? Yeah, yeah. that'll work. It work. Okay. You're just trying to cut a little bit of the sun off. Yeah. In fact, Ma- uh, Malcolm Beck used to say, <laughs> he liked to come up with new ideas, that uh, the tomatoes covered with uh, the Grow Web products. That's uh, the one I'm talking about. The one y'all got is uh, actually produces more mm. tomatoes. No, okay. Uh, because you don't have to worry about insect pollination. And that cloth, it, it cuts down a lot of the sun. And it cuts it, down on the insects. Yeah, cuts down on the insects. It makes it far less likely to get mites going or yeah. tomato hornworms. Yeah. <laughs> we had, that, I, that was a person that called in, I guess, that had that tomato hornworm that ate their plant overnight. Yeah, they can do it. And they, especially on the younger plants. I had to point out to one of the young ladies today, she was cleaning up the cannas. Uh-oh. And I said, if you, if you start here and you look where the holes are small, see how they get bigger yeah, and bigger you and bigger, you're going to find the caterpillar <laughs> where the holes are the biggest. Mm. So the caterpillar got bigger and bigger and bigger. That's what they do when they reproduce. And do any of the counties you have claim resistance to that? No. Okay. It seems like I've heard, I don't think I've ever seen one, but uh, that they're developing some. All they'd have to do, all it, we'll slap you, man. <laughs> there. All, 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 all they'd have to do is do a, a incorporate BT into the gene pool of cannas. You know they're going the opposite trend. They're 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 talking about cannas as a butterfly plant. Hmm. And then, so they're not, they're, they don't talk about them. They don't yet. want to kill the worm? No. Oh, hell. What was, uh, in fact, Mil- <laughs> Milton and I, uh, we looked up the, the, the variety that uh, will pick cannas to uh, lay their eggs in. It's, you know, uh, oh, I don't remember. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll what look was it up. What, what cannas do butterflies? <laughs> but there's, yeah, there's a li- listing. Uh, all the resources about the butterflies and those plants that are exclusive for the various species include the canna now. What is it? Do you remember the butterfly? No, yeah, but I'll look it up. I don't remember it. Well, there's there's ups and downs to every genetic improvement, you know? Jerry will be putting BT on them, and the rest of the folks will be... yeah, they're trying to keep it clear for the butterflies. And I stay neutral. I'll sell the cannas and I'll sell the BT. There, there you go. go. That's how it works. Do you make your package deal? No. Right. no. Do cannas attract butterflies? <laughs> the uh, the deal the deal is you Are have to fragrant? decide whether you want to see beautiful cannas blooming in your garden or uh, wormholes in the canna leaves, which kind of distract from the beauty of it. Oh. Just a little. <laughs> Will they chew them apart? Huh? Will they chew them? Oh, no. Uh, it looks like them. somebody took a shotgun to the Yeah, oh, but you still have the blooms and yeah. stuff? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, butterflies or lilies, you cannot have a both. I, w- I was. <laughs> That's what it says. That's an article in the J- at Jacksonville.com. Butterflies or lilies, you cannot have it both ways. There you go. Yeah, the, there's a. The brown skipper. That's it. 
Brown skipper? So, in other words, skipper, it's not a very yeah. pretty a brown. One. It's a brown, right? So, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's a brown, brown so skipper. Oh, it also so says Brazilian skipper. I don't know. That's what it well, is. Brazilian Brazil. skipper. They're very small, right? Well, they're, yeah, they are. They're about the same as bordered. Uh, the little ones that get all over the sunflowers. Yeah. Yeah. So, they're small, relatively indescript. Small. Well, brown. I won't go there. There's no Not fragrance brown. compared <laughs> compared to a beautiful red. Uh, I like my grandmother. You should go red all the time, and uh, she never had trouble with uh, butterflies or moths eating uh, caterpillars eating holes in them. Well, how, how and that going? was forty, fifty years ago. Well, my assumption is. She- with, with Jerry and the family, she was using seven dust on it regularly. No, DDT. Okay. Right. Wow. <laughs> I was close. Yeah. <laughs> and if you could find some with that uh, uh, <laughs> pesticide in them, she would, she would be happy. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. What else, Trace? What she else lived. Going to, she lived. I'd like to remind everybody: there's not a newspaper ad coming up. Oh, that's pretty. Oh so no! The, the month of August, we're going to be running in-store specials. So if you want to see what they are, that should show up. I think Wednesday on the website. Okay. Yeah, they show up Wednesday, and then you can go there and find out about events that are happening here at Millburgers. I, like I, I pl- sure hope they've got that on there. Um, well, they have the blood drive. Yep. So we got a blood drive, and then towards the end of the month, we yeah, have we have tomato. Well, I'll Our find vegetable. <laughs> Hang so on. the adult seminars are back. Yeah, All which is right. great. When's the baby coming? Uh, uh, towards the end of August. I can't remember. <laughs> I'll find it for you. Hang on. Uh, but on that same note, we're we're still going to try to limit the quantity of people, out of respect. On the twenty eighth, preparing your fall and winter vegetable garden part one. So what we're actually from ten to eleven thirty. We're actually asking for is people to sign up. Leave, okay. leave their name and number. Once we hit 30, we're not taking any more people. Uh, and that way we can actually call them and remind them uh, that it's happening. If, if you've got phone service. If, well, we have we have, work, phone we have work phones or our own oh. cell phones. We're, we'll make the calls. Okay. So how do they? How do you want them to register? Is it online? Well, do they, register? they could do it. The, <laughs> the papers are at the register. So okay. if things were normal, they would call. Okay. If things are not normal, we're still <laughs> hit by lightning. Uh, so they can email, uh, or they can phone? or they can come in, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and sign up. Okay, and the email is nursery at nursery at dot com. Okay, and if you didn't get that, Al will have it back at the station. I'll send it to Al. Hold on. So if somebody shows up without a mask on, is Milton going to beat him up? At the I, I didn't say anything about having a mask or not having a mask. We're what? Gonna, we're going to limit to 30 people. Yeah. We're yeah. Try to have the spacing. Okay. They and can they, wear a mask. And they or not. can wear a mask if they want. Right. For sure. Right. Right oh, now they we can are, wear a mask if they want. To. Right now we are masks optional. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Until the government says something different. Uh, there's always one hard ass that wants to. You know, break the rules or break the standards. There's a lot. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. I think he's talking about himself. Yeah, uh, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's there's a lot of the, those people too at the hospitals. Uh, yeah. 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 All right. Let's let's. <laughs> I get to listen to this, you know, a lot. So let's let's, let's talk about gardening. <laughs> so the, the, we uh, are talking about. We got gardening. squash. We got hey, we got squash. What kind of squash we got? In front of you, your squash. 
Oh, we do have squash. That's right. So at 1230, we're going to have uh, – we. I, I don't know because he sent me kind of a, a weird email back saying to call him at 1230 and we would start prepping for the interview. So oh. I think – and I told him one. So somewhere between 12 and 1230 and 130, we will talk to Dr. Lance Hill about Merliton. So you Merliton lovers, Lewis, I know that's you. You sent me this information. <laughs> um, you won't be listening. So just maybe that one guy. Where did you get this? At H-E-B? What? It's full of viruses, Milton. No, I don't know. We'll, we'll ask him well, about look. that. It's over here by me. <laughs> so now it's full it's of viruses? It's from Mexico. So? And it's full of viruses. I don't know. That, According well, to your expert. Let, let, let him explain what he, I thought he explained. What, <laughs> sometimes I hear things differently than... Uh, oh, okay. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, he's going to come on about uh, hopefully between 1230 and 1.30 and talk about them. That'll be kind of fun. Uh, Lance is the uh, founder and former executive director of Tulane University's Southern Institute for Education and Research. Wow. And uh, the website, if you like Merlotons, has lots of uh, cool stuff on it. Where's right? Tulane? Tulane's in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, so this is a... <laughs> He's a Louisiana boy. Yeah. Uh, and this is a... So I assume we're going to get some Cajun recipes. Yeah, I think there is some. Okay. Those Cajuns, they live forever, too. <laughs> so it could be good for you. Okay. So we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Come by and visit with us. It's a pretty day here at Mill Burgers. Not too hot, but uh, it's a nice day to come visit. Not too cold oh, we have to. We have to ask you when you come back again. I want to know about more about the plumeria because I'm seeing a lot of people getting them. So we'll talk about that later. All right. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. South Texas on 930 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. Quickly talk to you about Wild Birds Unlimited at Northwest Military and Hebner Road. Go by and visit Kyle over there in the gang and let them help you develop that, that yard. That you know, it would be a great time to go visit with Kyle and his crew, Bill, about uh, Purple Martin housing. and uh, Yeah. Because of the... Uh, uh, you know, it's not not the real busy time, but the the it's fresh in everybody's mind how successful or they were weren't where the housing was and wasn't, and so folks like our our, our uh, person that had called uh, that had issues. That, yeah, I got to remember her first name. I think it began with an A. Maybe uh, she'll call us again. But yeah. oh, I have her email, so I can but, uh, I could forward that to they, Kyle. Yeah, they guess. can. Yeah, they got some time. Yeah, to to work out the issues, to identify why yeah. there are no, no martins there, and then the the gardener can uh, actually work with uh, Wild Birds Unlimited and uh, solve that. So next March they'll have they'll have a better chance of getting the. The Martins. Well, and that brings up a good point that uh, I always say that Wild Birds Unlimited, uh, it's not just a retail store, it's problem solvers. And so the problem is she's not getting any Martins. And, and she's tried this and she's tried that. So they they love that, that challenge of yeah. figuring out, okay, what I, is this? I suspect they'll have a couple of uh, presentations or educational programs yeah. on that very topic. 
The Martins are gone, right? Well, are going. Yeah, well, they're gone. In my neighborhood, they're gone. I always I'll be careful saying that because the minute I do, then they, they <laughs> land. They'll turn back. I, uh, uh, Bart and I, I was walking the dogs. Bart was walking along with them in, in the neighborhood, and we were explaining to somebody where all the Martins were. They're gone. You know, mm-hmm. they've assembled. They're heading south. And then, of course, they just yeah. about nine of them came and landed on the wires above us. And what were the places they all meet before they kind of... Oh, they have... Uh, there, there's places all mm. over San Antonio, but uh, we heard about a big... Uh, one of, oh, one of Austin. Our, yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, yeah. a convergence Dennis, center or something? They have these... Uh, but they move around. They're, they don't always go to the same... Oh, Okay. Same place, but they, there's a group of uh, Austin uh, bird watchers that uh, try to go to the assembly point and have a little festival and have some pic- a picnic like. And I, I suspect they have a few appropriately purple martin drinks and uh, <laughs> and cheer them are there, off. Are there purple their, martin drinks? Their, uh, 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 see, you, you, he's been holding that back. We didn't know that. No, no. Suddenly that slipped out. There are, <laughs> there are drinks to have while watching your purple martins. But when they, when you ask go... That, ask the folks over at Wild Birds Unlimited about that. Yeah. Military. <laughs> what kind? What should I have? What should I imbibe while watching my martins? <laughs> but and sometimes uh, after they've left, yeah. you want to drink to their safe journey. Oh, or wow. you can you can drink because you're lonesome. Oh, <laughs> the Martins are are really personalities. They're noisy. Yeah, they oh, are yeah. noisy. Man, are they noisy? But and they're interesting. Uh, yeah, they, they get pretty bold. Uh, but again, everyone that I know that has had them loves them uh, because uh, uh, I, to- I told them. you about Mr. Joe, and he you know if you were walking down the street. He and he he caught you. He would say, "Come here, come here, come here," and he'd point up to his purple martin houses and say that you know these are my purple martin houses. He had, I think he had four of them. Uh, so and they were noisy when you walk by, and they were going. They were noisy, but anyway, uh, it's a wonderful uh, addition to your life. And, uh, and, and Wild it, Birds Unlimited can make it happen for you. Right. Northwest and military and, and they are top notch res- resource. To yeah, making you success, helping you be successful at. Uh, Attracting them, and, yeah, and supporting the increase in their population. Uh, if you want to, you can call them two one zero four seven nine bird. So that's such an easy number to remember two one zero four seven nine B I R D. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Notice I didn't mention sparrows. No, oh, I know that was weird. We're proud oh, of you. Thank you. Okay, I knew You're, you'd appreciate that. I was thinking uh, your sparrows are the ones that I was taking down one of the big houses. Oh no! What? And it's and it's slid down. You know the the. Because you've talked bad about I, sparrows. I, I'm, I'm hoping that wasn't it. <laughs> they they, they, they sparrows are. Oh, don't mess with you. them. Uh uh-uh. uh, they'll they'll hurt you. <laughs> and, we know that from Calvin. That's yeah, no accident. Calvin, Calvin wounded over here. We, yeah, uh, that that's one of the issues. Is uh, how do you deal with the sparrows? I've gone to the uh, uh, I let the sparrows share the martin houses with the martins and there they, you go and they you, uh, and after the martin leaves after the martins leave they fill they really <laughs> fill those you keep messing with those sparrows you're going to have to have to have someone else start your car for you 
I'm just saying, <laughs> those sparrows are mean. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that, uh, that really, if you didn't have Martin this year, mm-hmm. it's probably because you've got a new house. And it hadn't been uh, settled in. Oh, the sparrows come the in, they sparrows settle in the house? actually put their... We learn so much on this <laughs> show that it's not on the Internet or anywhere else. Well, I could put it on the Internet. You could. <laughs> then it become a fact. But, it, but Purple Martins are kind of that that kind of topic. Because these, uh, you know, the, the fact that these young Martins and their parents disappear, disappear for a yeah. few days... You're not quite sure where they are or what they're doing. Is there some kind of <laughs> education program or what's going on? <laughs> but, it, but it fits right into that mysterious discussion and the com- complex lifestyle <laughs> thing. Well, you need to put some trackers on them, Calvin, on their little oh, feet. Oh, I'm sure they must have. Well, it would be fun. And figure out where they're yeah, going. Yeah, it would be fun to get a Track them down. They yeah. might be going to the bridge on the, yeah. on the river well, I'm, wall. I'm sure that that aggressive crew in uh, Austin that is... Yeah, they, I bet they... they I bet they have some <laughs> lots, and there's lots a, there's of information. And there's a whole... Just like... Um, there's purplemartins.org or something, which is where the Purple Martin <laughs> cam used to be. I don't think they did it this year. I don't know why. But uh, the... Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you can find out everything you ever want to know about Purple Martins, except about sparrows. No, they you have they, to come to my way. I think when you yeah, <laughs> they they have a little sign on that. This is a sparrow-free zone. <laughs> this website is now sparrow-free. Hey, guess what? <laughs> it's not. They, they, there's a, there's the sparrows are an important part of Purple Martins' success. Oh well, there you what? go. See, well, I'm not. I didn't say. Which direction they're? Oh, oh, I got you. They they are in the middle of Purple Martin uh, reproductions. So there you go. See so you there. Have to, you have to. I knew they were doing something. You yeah. mean they're breeding with the purple martin? Yeah. No, they're, oh, they're, cool. We're going to have a purple and brown. Right. <laughs> 210-308-8867. But hang on. Our man, our Merliton man is here. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Dr. Lance Hill, uh, who is uh, the, uh, get his title right, executive director of Tulane University's Southern Institute, uh, founder and former executive director for education and research. And he's the man who uh, I, I think he's the man that kind of runs Merliton.org. Dr. Hill, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, thank you. Thank you for uh, coming yes, on the show. Uh, Southern Institute uh, was my day job, and Melatons was my side job here. Oh, okay. Uh, and I've retired from the day job and just do full-time side jobs. So I I'm, uh, look forward to talking with you all about them. Yeah, so we got a. I think I told you before we got a call from one listener asking about it, which which we kind of were uh, kind of like, ah, and we didn't have a lot of information. They wanted to know why, to them, the Louisiana Merlitons tasted better than the uh, the uh, the ones from Mexico. But uh, and then we got other calls from people, so I kind of went on the website or the, on I googled it and f- stumbled upon your website. And, boy, there's a lot of information on there. And if you right. need to refer to anything about a Merliton, I have brought some up here. Uh, they were called, they were chiote. Is that, am I doing chayote. that right? Mm-hmm. Chiote. 
uh, in the mm-hmm. store, but uh, but the guys have some in front of them. So we uh, have some coyotes around <laughs> yeah, here. Yes, we do. We have coyotes <laughs> who eat coyotes. <laughs> well, okay. So do you want to? I was trying to explain the stuff that I learned from our phone call, but I butchered it. So talk about the history, if you will, of Merlotons, and because there's a rich history. Yeah. Well, and I we have on the the uh, our, our website, which is on. Uh, which is merliton.org. It's actually M-I-R-L-I-T-O-N.org. It's pronounced Meliton. Uh, if you're actually oh. from Louisiana, it's, it would be French, Oops. and so there wouldn't be an R-R sound. It's a F sound. And uh, and uh, I got involved in this uh, about. Uh, Forty years ago, uh, when I moved to Louisiana, and I was uh, then moved from rural Louisiana to New Orleans, and my neighbor in uh, part of New Orleans called Algiers came over one day in the fall with a whole uh, Schwegman's grocery bag, famous grocery store here. Yeah, nice uh, reference. Full, full of melatons. Uh, and uh, that's how I was introduced to them, and I did, took one and planted it. And uh, you know, from there, uh, it was very easy. Back in those days, people said that <clears throat> melatons took care of themselves, which was really true because it's a climbing vine. Uh, it'll go up on a on a chain link fence or an overhead trellis, so you don't have to weed it. Uh, it's really not susceptible to many, many uh, past diseases. Back then it was. So today it's a little bit more. Some, some, uh, some insects are a problem, and uh, anthracnosis is, you know, always a problem. Uh, and uh, so I, I uh, grew melatons for years, and then uh, Katrina came, the flood, and Melatons uh, can't take more than 48 hours having their roots underwater. Uh, mm. They get hypoxic and they die. And so virtually everyone in uh, New Orleans uh, lost their melatons, uh, and, um, including me. And so I started going to, I actually made the mistake of, Calling uh, someone that was a putative expert and asked them if were there different varieties of melaton was the one that we were growing here specific to our climate uh, and altitude uh, and diseases and uh, and he said no I'm, you know a melaton is a melaton it's you know uni- unispecific. <laughs> Uh, and it took me five minutes on the internet to find out that wasn't true. Uh, at that time, in 2005, 2006, uh, there were already identified dozens of varieties all over oh, wow. the world. Uh, and by and large, uh, you'd, I could divide them into two classes. They they all started as chayote in Mesoamerica. That's where they were domesticated. It, that Latin name, scientific name is Sicium edulii. Uh, and uh, over the years, people domesticated them to, to their climates. And there are really high altitude 
melatons and coastal or low altitude ones. The high altitude ones, which is primarily any melaton that you find, any chayote that you find in a grocery store, was probably grown at five to 8,000 feet altitude in Central America uh, and imported here um, because it's very inexpensive now to do that. Uh, the problem is that uh, when you think of mountains, you think of a lot of sunlight. That's not true for the rainforest. For oh, okay. uh, cloud mountains, like you generally see in Mexico, it's like the Smoky Mountains. There's always a, a uh, overcast cloud, and that filters out the ultraviolet. Uh, and so these are what you would really call low ultraviolet plants. If you take the same variety all the way down to sea level, like here we're below sea level in New Orleans, and plant it, it gets a full dose of uh, ultraviolet B, and it can't take it. You know, it, hmm. it's not, it doesn't grow well. It throws off its signaling, its flower signaling, when to flower and when to fruit. Um, and to shorten the story here, the uh, the variety that we ended up with in Louisiana, which is creeping its way into Texas, uh, was probably brought from uh, from Haiti uh, oh, after okay. the Haitian Revolution by the large migration of free people of color uh, into Louisiana. They had the tradition of growing melatons. That's actually the only place in North America outside of Louisiana where they're called melatons. They're called chayote or, uh, or uh, chochos or, you know, the whole variety of names. Uh, and the uh, people who came here in the first part of the 19th century brought with them coastal ones because almost all of these plantations in Haiti were in the coastal areas. Um, so it, just by coincidence, they brought them to a coastal area. So that was a variety that was going to do well here, and it did. Uh, and it has for, I've documented, at least 200 years uh, that, that we've grown them uh, in Louisiana successfully. And, so actually, uh, Lewis could have been right. Uh, Lewis was, I think, the listener that, that called in about this when he said that if he got them and they were Louisiana-grown, they tasted different to him than those that were uh, Mexican or South American-grown because it is well, a different variety. Like, like everything in the garden world, anything, uh, any plant uh, that has been hybridized to be commercially grown doesn't taste like anything <laughs> that they're that they're grow they're they're designed uh and selected for hardiness and uh and appearance but not flavor uh and the same thing has happened to melatons partly i think anybody that grows a homegrown tomato it will always taste better than what they get in the store but uh Certainly with the melaton that you, you get in the store, the chayote you get in the store, uh, over 50 years, they selected for uniform size, shape, color, and they didn't know what flavor was because they, they actually assumed it was flavorless. We can get into that later because it's not. Uh, 
does have a flavor. Uh, it's like saying cucumbers are flavorless. You know, no, you know when you bite into a cucumber, you bite into a, a cucumber rather than an apple. And uh, because they selected for size, shape, and color, uh, it lost the flavor. And uh, and partly it's our fault. In Louisiana, uh, we our cuisine for melatons is different than in Mexico. I, one thing is that we it's not hard to become to know anything and everything about melatons because there's been very little research done on them over the years. Hmm. Uh, we've accumulated the largest database of recipes, international recipes, for chayote in the world. And we have several hundred recipes from all different cultures. And they generally um, reflect a good sensitivity to the flavor and pairing the flavor of the chayote with the, the uh, indigenous spicing. In Louisiana, what that meant was that we created something that has a lot of shrimp in it, a lot mm. of pepper, uh, and a lot of butter. And you can't really taste the melaton. We have what's <laughs> called the stuffed melaton or the, mel- oh, there the you go. Uh, melaton pea rodent. So it's just a, uh, like a twice-baked potato. It's just a melaton that's carved out, the pulp cooked, then the pulp mixed with breadcrumbs, Highly spices, red pepper, black pepper, onions, and then um, and then shrimp or sausage, and and then that stuffed back into the shell of the melaton. And I had a coworker one time uh, who had eaten stuffed melatons all his life. Asked me what a melaton tasted like, and I said, "Well, you have a stuffed melaton." He said, yeah. "So you're eating it?" He said. You mean that green thing? And I said, yeah, <laughs> the thing that holds the stuffed melaton, the container, is edible, and that's a melaton. So now the, we, the recipes we, we are of, the recipes are on the website, right? Yeah, all these recipes are on the website under the international chayote slash melaton recipes, and I, I I think that it's you know. I think we're on the cusp of a of a uh, explosion of new chayote cooking in the United States because we have a huge population that's come from uh, Latin America. There are, you know, by um, uh, estimates, 40, 50 million um, Latinx people here, and just like people from Louisiana. They come from uh, cultures that have a tradition of home-growing chayote. You know, you have a, a, a little little farm, you have a, a little house in the backyard, you had a melaton vine, you had a chayote vine. And, uh, uh, you know, it was just part of the food traditions. Those people have migrated into the United States, and they've lost their seed. They've lost the traditional seed that they grew, and it probably wouldn't grow in some of the areas that they migrated to. And we're just discovering, connecting those people to the research that we have that explains to them how they can do, uh, in the United States, grow what they used to grow at home, which is they need to find the variety, like your caller asking about the Louisiana variety. I can guarantee that our variety will grow well in any kind of 
coastal um, plain, uh, generally lower altitude, uh, which is a good part of South Texas, all the way to Arizona, New Mexico, and California, all the way up the coast. Uh, so, and, so the Louisiana you know, variety do well in San Antonio? I think so. I mean, he, oh, you okay. know, we we don't we've had people grow them uh, for many years in Texas, but not systematically, so we could test each variety. I have a uh, a, co- a colleague in Melton Group, uh, uh, Kevin De Santiago, who's growing them. I think near Austin, and oh. and he's struggling a bit because of the heat. Uh, uh-huh. And he has a plant. Yeah, he has one in the shade, part shade, and one in full sun. The one in full sun is not doing as well. The one in part shade, they look beautiful. Ah. Uh, and so uh-huh. uh, you know, I told him, well, this is you know, this is the the first test run. He's growing something that traditionally was grown. Uh, at no more than 100 feet altitude in South Louisiana, uh, and uh, you know, to grow it elsewhere, you might need shade. You, you know, put in partial shade or shade cloth. But um, we now have a Facebook group in Texas uh, All right. called um, uh, Chayote. I think that's actually Chayote Gardeners, Texas Chayote Gardeners. You just go to Facebook and, and okay. search for Chayote. And we have one for California. And California is very interesting because there's lots of people that have been growing Chayote there for a long time, and they don't know who they are. They don't know each other. And I'll explain that later. But <laughs> that's, a, that's the good uh, thing and, about Facebook. <laughs> in yeah. Texas. Where, where, can, they, where can, can people order a seed of these different varieties from somewhere? No, you know, this is, we're, the, the idea of the Facebook groups was to take over part of the function of our organization the last 10 years, which was we uh, <laughs> advertise, allow free advertising for anyone that has a Louisiana-grown melaton that wants to sell it or give it away. Oh, um, and so it's a place, it's just like Craigslist. We actually use the same kind of software. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And when you come to the website, you go to classifieds. There's not much there because the big crop comes in the spring, which is over, and then it'll be in the fall, like October, November, December. Uh, and we traditionally sold them, and we sold thousands that way. But uh, we wanted to expand, and so the idea was we'll go to Texas, we'll get a group together, and they can exchange and sell seed that is successful in Texas. Um, And the same thing for California. In each case, what we do is say, we want to confirm that you grew this in Texas, that it flowered and fruited in Texas. You can't just go into Walmart and buy a bunch of chayote, come back and sell it on this group. You know, these have to be varieties that will grow in this climate. And you have to prove to us. Here in Louisiana, what we always did was site visits. So I would go in the spring, summer, and fall, and go all over the state, check the vines, and follow them through and make sure if they were using pesticides or fungicides, you know, we knew what they were using. uh, But we could confirm that it was Louisiana-grown. 
Um, so, so everything that we sell on our site, or they give gotta, away, oh, okay. is Louisiana Sound, grown. Sounds like the same stuff we're trying to do with rutabagas. Uh, yeah, we're, <laughs> Calvin's from Minnesota, so he's trying to get a rutabaga uh, organization up. He's he's having trouble with that. It's never really got legs. Are they are they cross pollinated? They're self pollinating. Melatons are self pollinating, so okay. they will cross pollinate. But they they uh, you're, you're trying to trying to get. Uh, momentum going for rutabaga is similar to uh, <laughs> melatons, which is that it's not no, a glamorous it's not. vegetable. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. I just, I just, worse. I was just hoping there would be a compatible relationship. <laughs> yeah. there. That's right. They, they could join together. Yeah, we could start a support group of vegetables, you know. <laughs> I'm rutabaga. Hello, rutabaga, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, rutabaga is anonymous, and then Ch- uh, Chayote <laughs> anonymous. Um, and I was trying to explain to Jerry, and this will be the last question because we got to go to break, um, why shouldn't I try to plant the one besides it's the wrong variety? Uh, well, that I get because from our you local can grocery also store. introduce disease. That this is something that has just happened in the last ten years. There are several hundred plant viruses now that are sap-borne and seed-borne, and what that means is that you can innocently buy a fruit like a chayote in a grocery store, and it has within it. Uh, the chayote mosaic virus, which wipes out the entire crop in the area. And you, if you plant that as a seed, you're introducing an exotic disease into the United States. Uh, and, you know, no, nowhere in Walmart or Costco is there a sign that says, buy our vegetables and plant them. You know, they're supposed to be yeah. eaten, not planted. But... Uh, People do that. And, in fact, people do get on the Internet, buy chayote, and and sell it as seed. And we have to educate people to the fact that there are ways that the USDA monitors imported seed to make sure that it's safe for farmers to use, for gardeners to use. Um, Dr. Hill, hey, we need to to run. But, listen, thank you so much. No, we've enjoyed it. So we're going to. We're going to go. Thanks for coming on. I'll give the okay. website on the other side of the commercials. And uh, actually, it's Merliton, but it's pronounced Meliton, uh, dot yep. org, And you can find out more. Thanks again. Well, we'll okay, be right back you. on 930. You take care. On 930 AM, The Answer. And a little bit of chicken fried. Cold beer on a Friday night. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. And again, if you want more information, M-I-R-L-I-T-O-N dot org. Lewis, I hope that helped you. Uh, you, sh- you shouldn't be saying that. Why? That's going to flood his oh, uh, website. Okay. Go, don't, don't all go at once. Uh, <laughs> I bet they're going to get tens of nine. Well, they might. Request. I don't know. So I gotta find out who the who the person well, I, in Austin is. And I hope that the, the, the three people that are the advocates <laughs> for the rutabaga don't. Oh, them. yeah, maybe they'll change their. Uh, they might get confused. Yeah. Uh, I hope maybe not. maybe it'll be a joint. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, the interview went a little long, so we're gonna take a quick break and come back in a moment with your questions. Two one zero three zero eight. 8867. More in a moment on 9.30 a.m. This is, of course, The Answer. In the faces that I see. 
Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Uh, broadcast live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Bull Verde Road. Having a fun time today. And we're going to go right to those phone lines at 210-308-8867. Catherine has a mystery shrub oh, no. she wants us to help her with. Catherine, what's going on? What's going on? I hope you can understand me. I'm in bed with the radio and the telephone. Wow. Oh, we got you. You sound fine. Okay. It's called Exora. Do you know what that is, Jerry? Yeah. Uh, it has an or- Ixora. orange. I X O R A. Yeah. Yeah. Hot yeah. weather. Uh, tropical. I think we sell it. Yeah. Yeah. We he, we have it most years. I think it's a, it's sort of it's pretty. In it a normal year, we might have it this time of the year. Yeah, and uh, it's pretty. It does does well does well in the tropics. Uh, Around Panama, different they colors. use hedges of them. Yeah, orange. You know, there's somebody and there red. that would know. Orange and red. Oh. Mary, yeah. Mine is mine is orange, and uh, what, what kind of care do you give it? Well, it probably do better in full sun. Uh, oh, you. And probably afternoon shade, but uh, the problem the problem with that is uh it freezes you even here uh it's very cold sensitive it is a true tropical so uh you may, if you grow it outside in the ground which you'll do well for in the summer and the fall but uh-huh. uh the light the he, the lightest freeze will kill the plant to the ground and i don't think it'll come back and oh, 40 really? They'll probably threaten it. Yeah. It, okay, it's what else? Pretty... Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. It's, I... it's got a beautiful bloom. Yeah, they look like little little bouquets on on, on the... There you uh, go. <laughs> and they, on the they're... plant, it's just like a, like a shrub. It has right. little bouquets on it. Yeah. Is yours growing in a container or is it in the ground? No, it's in a container. Oh, okay. So you can move it in and out. Someone can move it in and out. Yeah. (laughs) Down in South America, Panama especially, people use them as hedges. Oh, really? uh, Yeah, and they, uh, of course, they won't freeze down there, but uh, they they trim them just like we do our hedges. And uh, like people have, some people have done Sinisa, you know, made them beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Bushes are hedges. And when those things bloom as a hedge in Panama, they're spectacular. Oh, wow. And I'll bet there's a few uh, hummingbirds around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, have, I never I'm really did I, look at them that close. I have another question. Do you Are you okay. familiar with uh, watermelon uh well, watermelons that grow, they're, they're small watermelons, and they're, and they're called refrigerator watermelons. Oh, yeah. 
Dr. Uh, Charlie Hall up in uh, was my my professor up in Kansas developed uh, the famous uh, most widely used watermelon in the world was Crimson Sweet. He also developed uh, uh, a midget, a small what he called watermelon uh, plant or variety. And uh, he he was convinced that uh, that that was going to be the watermelon of the future. And yeah, the kind of seedless kind of yeah. blew those little watermelons kind of out of the market. <laughs> well, and I think they developed a seedless midget. Did they? But uh, he he overlooked one thing. Hmm. Got a taste good? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. But. Uh, that uh, people would buy those midget watermelons and they wouldn't be ripe. So the the market has changed to eating this. Uh, cut, in other words, cutting it open and either selling it as a half. Oh, that's smart. Or selling it in pieces. Okay. You know, the, uh, that's why the seedless came in, got so faint. Because you could get all the flesh out of there with... Uh, and eat to eat the uh, uh, as my <laughs> eat the heart out. So uh, if you uh, and you, you they're kind of hard to t- and uh, pro- we've tested some of those midget melons. They're very productive. Yeah, easy to relatively easy to grow. Oh yeah, they're easy to grow, but if they get overripe. They don't taste good. Huh. And, uh, in fact, we have some on a seed rack here. Uh, I forget the name of that thing. But it's been been on there for years, and uh, I've never tasted a good one. Huh. I mean, it, that wasn't overripe or underripe. Anything else? Yeah, I asked him uh, about the watermelon, but my I gave mine to my cousin up in Waco, and she has... She's told me it's not any bigger than a tennis ball now. Oh, Are they slow, well, <laughs> slow growing or what? Well, the problem is, when did she pl- she planted it early? Probably. Yeah. And uh, the heat, the heat will affect uh, the size of the watermelon and how it's grown. In other words, is it watered properly uh, and things like that? So uh, they're they're generally the size of a football. Most of them are about the size of a football. However, I have, I have seen some uh, size of a softball. Yeah. Oh, but, softball. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She, she says hers is the size of a, a tennis ball now. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would say that's growing conditions uh, affected by the heat. Yeah. And this, oh. this year, maybe the rain. I see. Well, thank you for your information. I appreciate it. Thanks, Catherine. You take care. Good, good question. Bye. Thank you. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, 866-308-8867. I got some good news. Oh, good. I'm looking out across our tomatoes and peppers and things like there, that. There are a lot of peppers out there. Yeah. And yeah. guess what I see right there on the end? Um, Eggplant. Oh. So those of you who have a favorite eggplant recipe, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe you're 
lovely spouse or significant other wants to make you an eggplant casserole. And uh, we, we, I went through that experience because I, I, I worked, <laughs> I worked with the. Uh, it's, you make it sound, you don't make it sound really positive. Yeah. I, I lived through that experience. <laughs> I, wor- I worked with the Verstratens, who used to be the eggplant kings. Okay, won several first place vegetable shows. Wow. When you get some beautiful eggplants, they're pretty to display. And uh, they were the large eggplant, not the uh, Japanese that a lot of people use. Oh, okay. But uh, my significant other at that time wanted to uh, make her a casserole. And, of course, when I'd go out to Verstraten's, they'd want to give you a bushel or two of uh, eggplants. Oh, man. A bushel, Milton. And and so uh, I took one, took some home, and uh, she she spent a lot of time making that eggplant casserole. Uh huh. Wonderful recipe, and we sat down to eat it, and it's the only food that my kids ever spit on the floor. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Ooh. At the, at which time she left the room crying. I bet. And uh, I had to clean up the floor. <laughs> so ever, ever since then, or after that, to apologize to her, I would always grow an eggplant in the garden. The important thing, if you have this same situation, is to always plant your eggplant in the shade. And and how will that turn out? It'll never have an eggplant. Oh, out. okay. Never have. They, they have to have full sun. Oh, okay. But it worked. You know, every day I said, I planted you some eggplant out there. I don't know so, what the hell's wrong with it. So that for thing. those who who want to grow eggplant, <laughs> if you learned a lesson, plant in the in the sun, and then. But don't don't make your significant other have to eat them. No, they they do have they have stuffed eggplant. It reminds me of the melaton. Yeah, put some shrimp in there. Put with some them. shrimp and good. sausage and rice and <laughs> breadcrumbs and all that good stuff. This had sour cream. It's a pretty pretty plant. If is you it? like the eggplant too, a pretty plant to put in a container on the patio. Oh, that's interesting. Is it susceptible yeah, to many? Is it yeah. easy to grow? Is it a Milton? Oh yeah, it's, even it's, Milton uh, can do like it. Like peppers. Yeah, it's pretty big. Okay, like peppers. Which peppers did you see out there, by the way? Did you go look, or you just... I didn't look at okay. them. I was, I was so excited about seeing the eggplant. I saw a couple that were interesting that I'm trying to remember the names yesterday. It reminded me of your Lejo. There was a Grande something. And a yeah. I, th- I think... That, uh, anyway, a lot of people use the Grande. Oh, okay. Good. I, I was thinking that... Uh, I don't think Ben Villion, the virus a breeder out of Westlaco for so many years. Uh, I think when they named his uh, big one that uh, we call the Joe, mm-hmm. uh, I think he named it uh, Tam Mile uh, 3. Tam Mile 3. I don't know about that number, but Tam Mile, yeah. Tam Mile is... Yeah. I think one of those Tam that Ma- I have. Mile was his first release, and that raised hell with a lot of people. Or They they like to make fun of somebody that uh, spent their entire career 
making a jalapeno mild. Well, those same idiots is Texas Gardener. Texas, uh, what's the Texas magazine out of Austin? Uh, it, anyway. Anyway, a magazine. Uh, Texas, and it wasn't Texas Gardener. It's probably better that you don't mention them. Why not? I don't know. I don't think this is going to be complimentary on them. Well, it is because they, re- they re- ran a reaction, uh, retraction oh, okay. and apologized for their stupid article that said uh, they were wasting time. A&M oh, was God. wasting time. Well, and uh, they overlooked the fact that the people from the north are not used to eating hot peppers. Oh. And... <laughs> And uh, will not eat hot peppers. And so uh, when that mild pepper came out with just a little bit of heat in it, it turned picante sauce into the number one deal all over the world and especially all over the United States. Yeah, the number one condiment, yeah. Yeah. Hey, we got to go to the phone lines now, 210-308-8867. Marty is on the line. Hey, Marty, sorry about that. My computer wasn't working, so I didn't see you. Uh, That's all right. You were waiting. What's going on? That's okay. All right. How are you guys doing today? Doing okay. Great. All right. Yeah, I have a question. Um, I purchased a a Joey avocado tree there at Millburgers. Yeah. And I was wondering... uh, Let's see. About a year, after, a year ago. After, after February, I hope. Right after February, right. And it, oh, good. it's okay, growing. Good man. Very, very, it's growing very nicely right now. Now, okay. Mike, I have a two two questions. Uh, is it self pollinating or, or yes. do I have to get enough? It is. No. Yeah, it's self pollinating. They're it self fruitful. Yeah, they're self fruitful. Okay. Okay. Because. Because if it wasn't, I was going to ha- have to get another one. And I was wondering, is, is there a, a, a which avocado trees that you know of are self-pollinating? Are there what? Which are Self- all of them? Which all are of them. All, all of them. them? Yeah. Okay. 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 Because I I didn't want to get one, and then then I I have, you know there's no fruit. You know that doesn't produce. Well, it so- sounds like based on your discussion that you wanted to get another one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well. Trace is, say, if yeah. Trace had been up here, I said, "Oh hell yeah, you got to get another one." <laughs> <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, you don't have to. Now it may take uh, several years for that thing to start producing, and you'll think okay. some some moron will tell you that. Uh, you got to have two, hmm. right? And that's not that's not right. Okay. Now, a uh, uh, second question: I have a, a lemon tree that that I grew from seed, and it's one year old. Okay. And uh, how, how how does it have to? If I want, and I want to transplant it into one of those pots, like the one Doctor Finch method, um, mentioned. Yeah. That's the one, like the whiskey barrel, but not the whiskey. Oh barrel. yeah, they're good. Okay. And neat. Right. So I want to get one of those, but uh, when can I transplant it, and what month, and how does the tree, does the tree have to be? It's one year old right now. Oh, it uh, they fruit pretty early in their production. You bought it? Oh, you grew you grew it from a seed, we said. Right, grew from seed. How t- how tall is it? Oh, uh, it's about three foot tall right now. Okay, that's good. Uh, you can transplant it now if you want to, but you've got to remember. Uh, 
it's gonna it's gonna be susceptible to freezing. Right. It's also yeah, it's gonna want to grow fast too. Yeah. Do okay. you remember the or did you know the name of the fruit that you got the seed out of? Uh, it's the it ones a, that they that they get they that they you get here at H E B. I can't remember uh, the <laughs> okay. my, I know it's not a Myron lemon that I know, but yeah, whatever right. kind that was, you know. Well, it'll, just one. All uh, all citrus. Well, most citrus are uh, they come true from seed, right? Because they're they're actually the plant is actually not cross pollinated. It grows from the tissue around the seed, called your okay. cellar seedling. A- a- oh. Avocados too, right? Oh, That's what he's okay. talking about. Yeah, I get. It. Oh, are you, are you talking about lemons, didn't he? Yeah, he moved to lemons. Was it lemons? He's, we we, yeah. we got a shift. I'm we, mistaken. We, we I pivoted to lemons. <laughs> I thought you used yeah, the yeah, seed, yeah, yeah, seed yeah, from H-E-B. Yeah, okay. No. H-E-B. Okay. But like I said, it'll come back true from the lemon that you took it from. Now, that's exactly opposite of peaches and apples and things like that. So I can transplant it now? Right now would be a good time? Okay. Yeah, into into a larger container. Okay. And uh, you might want to step it up since it's a small plant. I mean, right. step it up to a three gallon or number yeah. three Milton. Number three pot, yes. Yeah. Number three. And, okay. uh, I got you. And uh, put it in, in regular potting mix. Yeah. And uh, be sure to fertilize that thing with. Uh, okay. When, when you water it, you you miracle grow. There you go. He listens to the show. Yeah, he, yeah. he does. Marty's a good look. How much Osmocote? Yeah. You got it, Marty. Coke you got this amount. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that can that can. Well, since you're taking it in, you don't have to worry about it growing actively. But right. uh, if you want to grow a, a a tree, a productive tree, yeah. early. Right. You right. definitely need both of those, Osmocote and uh, Miracle Crop. Miracle Okay, that sounds good. Okay, well, you made my day. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad for my sake I don't have to buy another Joey, but yeah. I know you want me a salesman for trades. I, you know. I know you have the money left. Oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. If you want to make oh, a oh. contribute uh, contribute to, to uh, Calvin's and my uh, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. well-being. Well-being fun, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, thanks Marty. Calling. Have guys, a good week. You guys are wonderful. You, take, you care. take care. Thanks, Bye, man. Marty. Evelyn is on the line at 210-308-8867. The horse herb is back. Evelyn, how are you doing? Full is the horse herb back? Full force. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it's a mess. Anyhow, I wanted to ask, is pigeonberry poisonous? Is what? Pigeonberry boy poisonous. Pigeonberry? Yeah. Are you familiar with pigeonberry? That's that uh, the, the red, the little red berries now yeah. that are uh, kind of attractive. Yeah. yeah. No. I don't okay. know. You, maybe you need to try some for us. I know. Maybe you put some with your cereal. No. Do not tell her to do that. <laughs> I know the 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 birds eat them. Oh yeah. yeah. And my chickens love it too. So I, yeah. I heard a program uh, last weekend that uh, it made a dog sick. Pigeon so. berries. Not. I'm talking to Mary here now from the staff that she's real knowledgeable on this kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, pigeon berry. <laughs> you know that that little weed. There's there's no. Uh, Toxicity in there, is there? Well, uh, here, grab the mic there. There it is under there. There you go. 
I know the. I just thinking, and Evelyn has seen this too. The birds just eat it. Well, recently I was uh, on the native uh, Texas Wildlife and Ecology, and they said it was poisonous. But I don't know 100% if that's true because anybody can make a comment. So There you go. And um, But I know the birds enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my yeah. chickens yeah. love it, too. So, don't, so, Evelyn, if you've been eating it, don't, yeah, quit eating it. Don't yeah. put it in your cereal. <laughs> yeah, I'm still here, so. <laughs> yeah. Melton, do you know what other bird eats it? What? Pigeons. Is that right? Is that why they call it pigeon berry? Oh, wow. See there? Yeah, all birds love it. Uh, yeah, no, I'm messing with Milton here. Okay. Um, okay. What about... All uh, right. Now, well, Evelyn, our, in our certified uh, butterfly garden here, the the uh, frog fruit was dominant early this spring. Now now the horse herb is kind of moving, yeah. taking over. Uh, there's still <laughs> some frog fruit. It will win. <laughs> yeah, Mary. Mary kind of manages this uh, certified garden, but uh, Mary. they're they're both they're both in there. <laughs> well, I okay, found out can I ask a one more? That grows um, called a fawn. F. I mean P H O A N butterfly. Really small, pretty variegated little butterfly. That is the food source. Is the frog fruit. Huh. So hmm. that cool. I just learned because I found them in my garden. Hmm. You uh, well, Mary, you missed it. Uh, Jerry and Milton were kind of disrespectful about the uh, uh, butterflies that uh, nest in oh, the canna. The, skipper. Uh. the Brazilian skippers. Oh, yeah? Why? Well, it's because in the old days, it wasn't too far back, we would we dis, uh, did not give it as much respect as it deserved because all it was is a leaf roller, you know? Yeah, they... They and eat grass holes mainly. That's what I remember reading about the skippers, that certain plants and grasses. But they're adorable. Adorable. <laughs> they're, I think they're great. When they <laughs> eat holes in my grandma's cannas, they weren't horrible. That, are, that, are they, they the culprits there? Huh? They're the culprits? Yeah. I thought those would be moths. No. I haven't mm. seen the caterpillar. I usually go to my caterpillar uh, butterfly guide to identify the caterpillars. Yeah. Are you sure? And I th- <laughs> well, I think, I think Evelyn had another question too. So <laughs> go ahead, Evelyn. What's your other is, question, Evelyn? Is feeding bread to the birds is that that's not good for them, is it? Oh, that's a good question. What is the question? Feeding bread to the birds is that? You see a lot of signs that say don't feed the birds bread. Is it bad for them? <laughs> Where is that a Texas A&M site? <laughs> Where do you see that? Uh, do you? Well, my you, neighbor is are you talking about signs that just say "Don't birds. feed the birds"? No. Rather than <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, like if you go to Brackenridge Park, they'll say "Don't feed the bre- don't feed bread to the ducks." I think the idea is, I think it's, I think I hear thunder somewhere. <laughs> the idea it's 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 empty calories, so they get filled up and they're they're eating something that doesn't have much ca- much nutrients to it. Where seeds would have nutrients, huh. uh-huh. seeds would have fat and vitamins and minerals, where bread just has fills you up. I, I think that's it. I thought maybe it kind of soured in their crop or something. No, no I don't know. We'll have to have someone call Forget in. that. My don't mom. they have the food dispensers there that are for the fish that the ducks eat too? Oh, I don't know. Someone will have yeah, to call I've never, us and I've give never heard of that. The bread is generally looked on as pretty nutritious. Oh, yeah. is it? Okay. Yeah, it's, no, my, my, maybe it makes a difference if it's whole wheat bread versus white <laughs> that's bread. That's right. There you go. My mother's Fred 
uh, birds bur- breadcrumbs right. for 80 years. And how long did those birds live? They lived forever. You don't know uh, that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, red birds. Yeah, all the town come to your place, too. Yeah. Yeah. Red birds and uh, well, I, her okay. I hate to, wa- to waste the... Uh, to uh, the bread because That's it. And, and the birds like it so much. Oh yeah, that it's just a shame to throw it away. So is this I bird thought. that likes that eats the well, bread? Well, we'll yeah, we'll have to discuss that first. Yeah, we'll do some more research. Okay, there. I'm going to get a hold of the vet this morning, but there's no no chance to no. get in. Uh, I <laughs> threw the LaJoy uh, peppers at one time way back. Oh, good. Yeah, they're mild. Yeah, you're you're breaking up on us a little bit there. Okay, sorry. Uh, I'll let you go. She, she, I think she wanted to know if if uh, Joe was coming back. Quit ra- asking for stuff that's rare and you, unusual. You, it's your fault. You introduced <laughs> it on the market. Everybody liked it. Yeah, but Ms. Ms. Nether is passed oh, away. Oh, okay. Now. She was. She the, saved the seat. We'll tell you if we if we learn anything else about it, Evelyn. You know where I know some seed is. It's in your refrigerator. There you go. <laughs> you know where Jimmy Hoffa is? Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your Bottom shelf. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Evelyn. <laughs> you take care. All right. All right. Thanks, that, Evelyn. That'll free up a line at 210-308-8867. And we got to take a break. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. I was a drinking man. Like I used to be I'd get myself a bottle And you'd be history You made me a thinking man And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. I promised that Trace, uh, if we came back up, and he did, uh, I've seen actually a number of people now, probably three or four, who had the plumeria in their uh, carts. So they're actually tagged as rubra, which oh, okay. to me is red. <laughs> but when I talked to the vendor, yeah, he said, oh, no, they're assorted. Oh. So this is a, these are surprise plumerias. Uh, <laughs> yes. That's what we can call them. The Jerry's plumeria surprise. Oh, oh you, you wanted go. red? Surprise! No. <laughs> uh, but they are... Um, very well priced. Yeah. So it's $10 for a... It's basically a cutting. So they broke it off. Some of them are sort of rooted. Some of them aren't. But uh, it's a great price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those that can get them to bloom, those things are are beautiful uh, when they bloom. And uh, then... I think Warren used to have them all the time, oh, didn't gosh, he? Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, and you protect them in his backyard. He had, them, he had them growing in containers all the way around. Yeah. If you protect, oh, so they put them in a container, protect them, and then protect them in the winter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. he, would, he would stack them up some years. I mean, he'd leave some in containers and get them, take them in, but mostly he'd stack them up. Yeah, just, just break them in. The, that's what I tell people. And if you're moving your... Plumeria into the into the house for something you will break it. You and that's will a good break thing. pieces off. And uh, don't throw those away. But uh, keep them and uh, uh, and you can store them through the winter out of the cold, uh, just like cordwood. 
Uh, in fact, I, oh, I, okay. I was visiting a Premier grower in the valley, Rio Grande Valley, and he had them stacked like like uh, in different bins for different colors, and had put in that put them in there like uh, uh, wood. Okay, it broke them into oh by color. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. my, so my wife loves plumeria. Oh, okay. And how, do you, how do you grow them? Um, we grow them in, to this year now in big square pots that she bought. All right. So I spent several days repotting all kinds of different sizes and different shaped pots, yeah. all into the same size, kind, and shape colored pots so that mm-hmm. they all match. Okay. I have a question. And then she had to buy one extra <laughs> pot just in case she uh, breaks one off there by you accident. Go. No, <laughs> or or when I have to haul them in when it gets cold, yeah. I, might, I might accidentally break <laughs> off some pieces. I think Jerry's encouraging that. <laughs> uh, now I have another question I probably shouldn't ask. No, but are they Trust fragrant? You. Even I can smell them. Oh, okay, okay. That's what I was trying to say. You know, you know. Uh, where they sell a lot of those, or use a lot of those. Methods. Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii. Yeah, they're the lay flowers. So, yeah, so if you want to get a lay in uh, Hawaii, uh, you can use in Plumeria. I got you. All right. 210-308-8867. Great, great potpourri, by the way. I, was, I bet they do make great potpourri. Oh, did they put them in potpourri? Wonder why. <laughs> well, because we know we know now because they're fragrant. <laughs> so when my when my grandmother passed, uh-huh. uh huh, that was the, my first plumeria that ever had bloomed, and uh, so I sacrificed it and I I put the uh, the bloom spike in the coffin with her. That's oh, sweet. That's that, kind of neat. After you break those off, uh, they'll. Stay open for quite a while. Oh, cool. All right, again, 210-308-8867. So we've got those yep. uh, that you can get here at Mill Burgers. Again, nine ninety nine. I think you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. They're $10. What's that? $10. Ten, almost 10 Not quite 10 <laughs> and I, w- then, I wonder if... Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the, I, we always talk to Warren... Uh, about a master, the master gardener, uh, about how he got them to bloom. You know, that's the problem that a lot of people have is uh, they grow the plant, but they can't get every stupid thing to bloom. Uh, I don't know whether it's sun. What are we talking about? Plumeria. Oh, still talking. Okay. Plumeria. Uh, do you know whether, does your wife grow them in full sun? They are all in full sun this okay. year. Okay. In past, we've had some under the porch, some in the sun. They pretty much all bloom, but the ones in the sun bloom better. Yeah. Okay. I the foliage so. doesn't look as good. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> and in the sun, they are less likely to get spider mites, which is the other thing that they can get. Yeah. They're and less likely full sun. Right. Okay. And some selections are harder to get the bloom than others, I, I understand. Oh, I'm sure. Um, so I'm always looking for the odd color to take home. Mm-hmm. So I bought a, uh, a purple. <laughs> But that's a big spectrum of purple colors that plumeria can, can bloom. Yeah. So we actually had one bloom and created a seed pod, which we hadn't seen before uh, at our house anyway. <laughs> and I told, I told my wife, okay, so it's, <laughs> it's dry now. Go ahead and put a, a brown paper bag over it, tie there it off, 
so the seeds wouldn't fall. Mm-hmm. She, That's good. She, she did. She I didn't. Assume they come back true from seeds. She, she I didn't. don't know. Well, no, you can cross pollinate and get different colors. Yeah. Uh, so she didn't do that, and now <laughs> there's like four or five. You can only see four or five digits in the in the seed pod. So, yeah. Uh, now there's four or five <laughs> seeds laying on the ground somewhere. <laughs> But uh, I've heard stories. Yes. Uh oh. That um, oh, which was it? What president was that? That's uh, hmm? a ranch out. Johnson. Uh, Lyndon Johnson. Little think, Creek. George yeah. Bush. No, no, no. I think the thing is Johnson. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, there's a a former president's wife did some crossbreeding with Plumeria. Not oh. Ladybird. There you go. Was it Lady Bird? That, that one. I'm proud of her. So apparently there's these huge diaries of she crossed this one with that one, got yeah. the seed, yeah. then grew that out to see what color it was, Yeah. so on and so forth. Uh-huh. And probably about 10, 15 years ago, I met the lady that ended up with the collection. Hmm. But she wanted too much money to, no. to <laughs> break them up and, and sell them, so... Uh, I lost her number, but uh, oh. it was uh, it was very interesting about the books that she created to to do the yeah, uh, I bet yeah that, different uh, color the readers uh, do that. Hey, Delb is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey there, Delb, how you doing today? I'm doing great. It's so good to talk to you guys. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. We haven't seen your name pop up for a while. What you go? What you know? I know. Even looking in the obituary. <laughs> pre-Ice Age the last time I talked to you, but uh, yeah. <laughs> anyhow, I've got some crazy deer-resistant stuff that I, I don't know, I've been finding it interesting, and maybe it's been happening with other people, too, but we've got Whitetail and Axis both that visit us on a regular Uh-oh. basis, That's bad. and I've got a great big pot that has had some uh, just voracious growing um, oh my gosh! My mom always called them water weed. I'm having a brain cramp on them now. <laughs> water a little. Weed. Uh, you want to tap in? Is it a weed? Is it a is it a weed? No, they draw them as flowers a lot, but they oh. do come up as a volunteer weed sometimes. One time, hmm. my mom came to visit. She went out where I had a lot of this stuff planted. Because oh, I got all those weeds out of your flower bed for you, and I said, Uh-oh. "Mom, that was my flower bed." Um, anyhow, I'll think of that in a second. They're they're an edible plant that you and I can eat also. But uh, on the uh, Mexican petunias and the uh, Gold Star Esperanza, yeah, in the last three four weeks. The deer have just eaten those things to the ground and to the stem. Just amazing. It's, it's, it's never. It's, new, it's all new growth, right? From the well, freeze? Well, since the freeze, but, I mean, they've been growing there for 15 years. And uh, they've never touched them before. And uh, the uh, axis, yeah. you mentioned the axis deer. Are they getting axis. more axis, uh, accessibility there? So I, I haven't found a deer who can read the deer resistant list yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you and, put it out, post it out, so they can see it? Yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> I think that just makes them mad. <laughs> oh, I think I need to put a light on it at night to light it up so they can read it. But uh, 
that, yeah. that'll just shine the way to what the shine the way to dinner. That's all it's going to be. Yeah, if if it's Axis, you know the one that has the spots on, pretty white spot. They're delicious. That's an exotic, and I you know. can put them in the freezer any time of the year. I hmm. know. My granddaughter hollered at me the other day to come in and say, "Papa, look at that. that's the biggest Axis I've ever seen in my life," and he was a a huge axis with a huge, beautiful rack on him. And she said, oh, it's too bad it's not deer season. And she said, oh, wait a minute. We don't have to wait for deer season for axis. Yeah. We can do those now. And I said, sweetheart, I'm really busy today. I don't have time to shoot yeah. and process this thing. Yeah. But uh, anyhow. Yeah. You don't want to shoot a big really, one anyway. Do well, what? I know. It'd be more shoot a little Shoot, really shoot a doe or a small one? Yeah, she says, Papa, we need to shoot a teenager. They're more delicious. But, uh, <laughs> Good for your granddad. Anyhow, what, what is that flower? It's low-growing. It has almost round, just semi-elongated little leaves that are very fleshy. Blooms its brains out all summer long. First lane? They're not the lantana, are they? It's, no, it's oh, okay. first lane. Oh, okay. okay. So this purslane, it's been growing in the spot I thought it was, for though. years. Nice job. I'm sorry, this old guy brain cramp today, but that purslane has been growing in this big pot, just growing and just boiling out of there, hanging down over the sides for four years now. Just beautiful. And it keeps dropping seeds and coming back over and over and over, uh, just thick. And What color the are the flowers? Year, this is one of those. It's a little bit of a more wild kind of purslane. Had some yellows and yellow some, flowers. Uh, the the yellows and there's a few kind of pinkish in there. But uh, yeah. in the last ten days, they have not only eaten everything above ground, they have pulled the stems out of the ground, and just it's like they found out that that was the most nutritious groceries in the whole yard. And. Uh, <laughs> Really, yeah, is that. you know, a lot of people eat that. Yeah, pe- people eat it, so I can't yeah. imagine the deer wouldn't either. Well, I that's my little deal. I go out there and I cut that and I put it into salads and stuff, but uh, no more doing that. The, the deer have taken over. Well, congratulations. Well, I'm betting, I'm betting some more seedlings will come up. Oh, I know there's going to be thousands of seedlings coming up. But, oh, yeah. Um, the angel trumpet, um, I've had angel trumpet in some 45-gallon pots for uh, 20, 25 years. And uh, after the ice age, poor little boogers didn't come back. I think roots froze solid and killed them graveyard dead. Yeah. So They're cold sensitive, especially that cold. So if you want to start over again, Uh-oh. I still have about uh-huh. six. <laughs> Not very many, but uh, I did Down see. Down the hill? Yeah, I did see one of them was uh, the Charles Grimaldi. Grimaldi. I didn't look at the other tags, but uh, so there's at least one yellow one over there, which yeah. I think is the prettiest. That's the number one blooming. I'm thinking uh, that now that the deer have cleared the purslane out of that pot, I ought to go ahead and put some angel trumpet in there because they do not mess with that. It's got too many alkaloids and toxic stuff in it. But. Uh, Anyhow, it's good that they don't eat sure, it because they're poison the meat. Uh, yeah, we don't want to go there. 
But no. we really appreciate you guys and enjoy listening Thank to you. Thank you, Dale. Even if I don't yeah. holler when your nose is itching, that's me thinking about you. Oh, okay. is that that's what that sweet. is? All right, I was that's wondering. There are a lot of people thinking about us. <laughs> it doesn't mean itching from the inside. Oh, oh dear. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Del. You take care. All right. Thanks, uh, y'all. Happy weekend. All right. Okay. We'll Bye. take a quick break. Be back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Don't forget, uh, next Saturday from 10 to 3, you'll find out more about this at millburgernursery.com. We've got the blood drive going on here at Millburgers. The South Texas Blood and Tissue Center will be here. Um, they're, they're taking appointments. Oh, good. Okay, so still. I'm not, I'm not quite sure about uh, walk-ins, but uh, definitely sign up and take appointments. Last last time they were here, they were they were. Sort of doing it. Sort of doing it. Yeah. So, but your best bet for your own benefit is to be the to do the uh, make the appointment because then it goes faster. Oh, definitely. I think uh, they request walk-ins they to rec- give to give blood. If you can't walk in, they don't. Oh, want to give I didn't you know that was blood. the deal. So yeah, let me see. And is there a link on the? Uh, there's information on it. I'm just trying to see if you go to. Um, yeah, I thought I had it. Let's see. But I don't. Yeah, but you could just uh, Google South Texas Blood and Tissue Center, and then you, it'll take you through it, and you'll see Millburgers on there. Oh, it says uh, sign-up link will be posted here soon, so uh, I imagine they'll post it very soon. But, yeah, just go to South Texas Blood and Tissue Center and sign up, uh, and then that'll make it easier. They've always got nice thank-you gifts, and are we doing something as a thank you? I think we're just doing the $10. Okay. $10 gift certificate? So. You can go out and buy your own cookies. It's been so long ago that I set this up, I can't remember. Oh, what I you can that. turn you can turn around and use that to buy your plumeria. There you go. Yes. There you go. And uh let's see. The surprise plumeria. <laughs> the surprise. You, you right. say uh you've still got some of those angel trumpets, uh I think there's four or five. Oh, plants? Yes. Four or five plants. Okay. I thought you meant varieties. No, no. Uh a lot of people came after that uh variegated one. Which I had never seen before, but uh, uh, we had several people come up here and ask about it. It was pretty leafed. The bloom was pretty, but the, yeah, but the, it, you can't it, beat the it'd yellow. It'd be perfect for the shade, and that's where angel trumpets grow the best in the shade. I imagine a lot of people lost them for that fertile tree. I can only imagine. <laughs> but that, that's the only for sure deer-proof plant I've ever seen. So uh, uh, that's, <laughs> that's the one that ca- that lady came up and Calvin had put in his article about the, the deer wouldn't eat uh, a little uh, uh, iris. And that's ca- the rosary. And she came up to me and said, where is Calvin Finch? Said, uh, <laughs> he said the deer wouldn't eat iris and they ate mine to the ground. Yeah, I remember that day. He, I, think, I, said, I don't think you were here yet. He Calvin, actually drove. He waited with her until yeah, you got here. Calvin's right over there. <laughs> yeah. and he Go walked, get him, girl. He walked her over to you. Yeah. I remember that now, yeah. <laughs> Always a friend. You are. You help people. <laughs> but uh, I asked her. I don't remember if she lived in Hollywood Park or not. I said, what plant don't they eat? And she said, angel trumpet. Oh. And agarita. Well, yeah. 
But uh, she wanted something pretty with flowers. Finca. I mean, well, there's a agaritas. It's got flowers. It does. Don't give me a look like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess everything has flowers. And it had a practical use, too. You put it underneath the kids', kids window, and they're not going to climb out at night. Those people could get you for child abuse. Right. You could definitely tell which kids tried. <laughs> you mean the the scars on their legs would uh, bloody tell the story. A trail of blood from yes. leading back to their uh, their room. We mentioned uh, the other day about that Blackfoot Daisy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that you've got on. I don't think I've ever seen that on sale. Y'all, y'all remember me talking about the the welcome pots in that plant? Somebody, oh, yeah, some, yeah, yeah. somebody yesterday came up to me and said, I'm going to plant three and do a welcome pot. Do you know what that is? I said, yes, ma'am. I know exactly oh, what yeah. that is. <laughs> well, they're tough. I mean, uh, like I said, I, I'm pretty, I don't, I assume this one is from a native, from the native or is the native. Uh, well, it grows you, all you over say it's the hill tough. Country. You want to make sure you remind everybody that this is not one that you want the the plant to ever be soggy the oh yeah the roots they're like a lot of natives but uh we used to dig them out of the the sides of the road which are rocky up around up in the hill country toward lakey and uh up in that area uh, bandera hey um before we grow in solid stone before we run out of time johnson city joe wanted me to ask you a question he said he has uh, black caterpillars uh, on his Jerusalem artichoke that sting. <laughs> what kind of butterflies will they become? I don't know. It could be one of many. Does he, no. can, did he send you a picture? No. Well, okay. my, my first question is if it stings, is it really a caterpillar or is it an asp? No, I don't know. Well, they're, they're still caterpillars. Is it? Okay. Joe, you'll have to send us pictures. Yeah, Joe. He's in the car right now. He yeah, can't, he yeah, can't there's, call. There's, Four or five, at least four or five. Milbergers, we've had them wander through a couple times. Yeah. And remember, Joe, mm-hmm. if you love butterflies and moths, you shouldn't be killing those things. No, I don't think actually. I don't Even think though they sting you and, uh, you know, eat your plants down. I sort of sense that Joe wanted to live in harmony with them. I don't he just wanted to know what they became. I live in harmony. I think he got stung. Yeah, and no, he to decide whether he's <laughs> oh, killing no. it or not I killing it. So if it comes a beautiful butterfly, yeah. he might leave it alone. If it's a pesky moth, he's, it's gone. It's dead, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Two bricks. Okay. Work. Yeah, uh, they, they should be. If, he's got, if anybody has a, a reference... Caterpillar reference book that are easy to <laughs> identify. Yeah. All right, so we need a picture, Joe. Um, you know who one of the best? Your some of your staff members are pretty skillful at identifying the because of the certified butterfly garden. Yeah, I think Mary'd be the only one that. Yeah. Certainly not me. I like to work with their digestive systems. With the BT. BT, yeah. And then identify them on the ground. I got you. When I'm, they're eating I'm, my plants. I'm, I'm Googling. Or eating holes in my canners. Let's see. I wonder if my grandmother ever thought about the beautiful butterflies that they were turning to. Monarchs on Jerusalem artichokes. Maybe they're <laughs> monarchs. That's not, that wouldn't that be a would, black. That's uh, not going to hurt you either. Oh, yeah. not, not monarchs. 
All right, well, we'll keep looking, Joe. We need well, that. Ad, to... Did you look up ASP? No, I looked that up. I better spell it properly. I wonder, ASP, just please. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if I had explained to my 80-year-old grandmother, uh-huh. who was an avid gardener, that uh, she shouldn't be worried about those holes in her canna leaves because that thing is going to turn into a butterfly. A skipper. Yeah. A brown... Yeah. A brown Brown skipper. Skipper, yeah. You know what she would do? Brazilian skipper. Brazilian skipper. What did I say? You you know what she would do? Slap me to the ground. That's what. Well, you never even tried. Yeah. She may have appreciated your concern for that. She would probably sprayed me with DDT. (laughs) (laughs) So you went away. Yes. All right, we've got about a minute and a half left. Trace, what else do we need to know? We need to know, they need to go to the website yep, no, to find no, out. No newspaper ad this week. Okay. Uh, so, But we got a lot of in-store specials coming up. Uh, blood drive, yep. uh, adult seminars starting back up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, hay's been ordered. Oh, good. Wow. Pumpkins right. have been ordered. I guess that is that time of year. So we're gonna we're gonna start clearing a little room here because uh, the hay's right around the corner. Yeah, you know what hay means? <laughs> means Halloween. Yeah, it's gonna rain. No, oh, that's uh. right. You sure it's not coming in this week? <laughs> yes. Okay. Between the so ceniza and the hay. What's the hay situation? Is that all that rain mean that there's a lot, or is it, it should be hard a lot. to harvest? Well, we get. Well, we could get different ones. Wheat straw is what I'd hope for. So they're, yeah. they're always going to harvest the wheat, and that's the remnants. So it's bedding-type hay, not a eating kind mm. of hay. Yeah. So uh, I hope it's good. All right. Well, hey, we got to go. No. So we're going to say goodbye for today, but we're back next weekend here at the nursery. Get those questions. And by the way, you can come anytime. Milburgers. And it's August now. It is August. No burgers can help you out with the questions here. You... We like having you call, but you can come here if you need a question answered sooner. We'll say goodbye for today. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Show hosts you trust. Conservative talk that you can count on. This is 930 AM, The Answer. KLUP, Terrell Hills, San Antonio. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm